Welcome to another episode of the Recommendations podcast, where we talk all things business, love, and science. Today, I am joined by the incredible Trudy Jay, who is the managing director and co-founder of Retreatment Botanics, one of the most gorgeous skincare brands within Australia and co-founded by the late Olivia Newton-John. I am so honored to talk to Trudy today because there's a particular element of this story that I'm deeply excited to touch on, which we'll we'll get into soon. But thank you so much for for joining me, Trudy. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Beck. It's so exciting to be here with you today and be able to chat and share together and um, share the story a little bit too. There's a good story in this, and it <laughs> it goes far beyond just creating another you know skincare brand because. You know, we, we touched on this before, that there's such a saturated market at the moment and Definitely. everybody is starting a skincare range, but there's something a little bit special about what you've done with Retreatment and what you've created and also obviously where it's going now. But let's talk a little bit about the history of how this brand started and how you even, you know, got into this journey itself, because I know that's that's a very integral part of, of the story as well. Absolutely. Well, back it, I'll, I'll go into a little bit in the background of just the beginnings and then I'll move into how the brand started yes. as a continuation. So um, I have been very interested in wellness and skincare for a very, very long time. So even when I was finishing school, I would study energetic healing and take on very like a lot of classes just in my own time. This is something that interests me from very early on. And then when I went to uni, I um, was studying a lot of different subjects, but some of my majors were uh, comparative religion and spirituality. Um, and also, you know, just looking at um, different belief systems around the world, I suppose. And that always really interests me, like what's beyond our existence that we know. I kind of grew up in a very conservative area in Sydney and I just it never felt totally right that that would be my my forever path going in that projected direction that was sort of meant to be from my sort of, you know, the school where I went, it was very much, this is how your life's gonna be. And I just felt like I didn't fit into that or fully belong to that, that um, trajectory. So, um, I went on a different path and at the time it felt like people around were like, what are you doing and why aren't you doing the normal thing? <laughs> you had just, like quite a strict upbringing, but your parents are also quite strict or was it, how was well, that? I, I had a very loving, you know, situation. Um, my parents weren't together from an early, from an early age, but I had, there was a lot of love on both sides. And so I did feel supported, but my mom had to work really hard. So she was, you know, a definite hard worker. Um, and to ensure I had an amazing upbringing, which was great. Um, but it definitely put a lot of pressure in some ways to go down a certain path. And yeah. it just never felt fully like the path that was right for me and where I was, my soul was meant to go. So from very early on, I was looking into different ways of thinking, spirituality, looking at the world, um, and then had a, had a health issue when I was quite young, when I was 21. And at that time there wasn't a lot of resources to find out what was going on i went to lots of specialists lots of doctors finally they were like the only way this is going to be fixed is through surgery and i just decided mm, it doesn't feel right for me i'm like being pretty health conscious already but and i was just felt i was too young to go down that path so when i could look at other options first so i went on this full journey delving into natural therapies alternative therapies 
it went on, it was about a whole year of exploration, looking at what I could do. And I did find a way. So I did find a way to um, heal myself naturally. Not everyone that's available to them, but for, for that situation, it really worked. And because when I went to the, the top specialist in Sydney, he was like, this will not work ever. You'll be back to see me. So he laughed in my face. And so um, I was just, you know, I did find a way. And so it, it launched me into being very deeply interested in uh, natural therapies and wellness, even before wellness was a word that everyone used. And so before it was a, a thing that everyone was talking about. So um, and I studied reflexology and um, nutrition, traditional therapies, and that really got me into looking at the skin because I was always that connection. I'd st struggled with skin issues when I was younger, and I really saw that huge improvement in my skin when I started to transform um, the way I was eating and bringing healthy foods in and what I was cutting out. And so that really launched me into this passion for what's possible with the skin. And then I started um, studying skincare. I actually moved to New York. I was in Byron for a while. <laughs> and then I moved to New York and um, was there in New York for 11 years. Oh, wow. And while I was over there, I delved right into the skincare world, was working as a facialist, working with a lot of different skin types uh, in New York City. I guess you've got a, a full melting pot of people and skin, and it's just amazing the experience I could gather there. And really working with a lot of people, because when you're in that situation as a therapist, you connect with people and what they're going through. They really sort of reveal a lot of what's going on in their life and how that connects with the skin, how that connects just with their own journey. And I really learned a lot from that time. At the same time, I've always been very interested in entrepreneurship and it's just been a huge passion for me. And so I studied marketing, graphic design, entrepreneurship. I always had different things going on um, growing that side as well. Isn't it interesting how um, there's such a familiar pattern between most entrepreneurs and those that have been through something quite challenging? It's that um, sort of relentless curiosity that drives us. So, you know, it's really beautiful to hear a story because you and I actually share almost an identical history in that capacity. When I was 21, I also was diagnosed with a horrible autoimmune condition. It left me pretty much in a wheelchair for a while and rehabilitating for years. And I also went down the same route as you. It was, I had like the top specialist in the country literally also laugh at my face going, good luck, mate. Like, yes. you know, you're just going to get worse and like, you know, keep going down this like hippie route and, you know, I'll see you soon. <laughs> um, and I was exactly like you. I sort of went, yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah. Like, I'll show you. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, you know, that little bit of extra determination. You know, it wasn't like I was against if I had to do yeah, something, that's sure. fine. But I was like, I'm pretty determined to see what I can do and but see if it is possible. It's that drive. It's that relentless curiosity that sort of is parallel to entrepreneurs where, you know, we will always find a solution. It actually doesn't matter how that solution occurs. Like we'll try a million different routes to get to the result, you know, as long as it's aligned with our values and our beliefs, but it's that curiosity to keep going and keep investigating and not giving up that actually allows us to build these companies because you know what it's like day to day. There's a fire going on in the background always, you know, and you're always Absolutely. solving something. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, um, I've 
done uh, Marie Folio's courses for years, for many, many years now. And um, she's based in New York. And I just love her saying that everything is figure outable because, yeah. and I've always, I always think of that constantly whenever I'm in a situation, hit a bit of a wall I'm always thinking about that and it's so true that if you keep persisting and through it there is like you find those solutions it's that exactly. minor thing exactly I mean I always say there's always a solution and then there's no solution without soul just for like a cute little plan I love that. it's the same so true. Theory, you know and it's like if if the solution isn't staring at you in your face you know it's can I ask this person can I seek support do I have a mentor an advisor you know who's the circle I'm surrounded by is there another person that's already done this successfully can I talk to them and it's just that like hunt you know it's that wonderful game but what you've done with Retreatment Botanics is exceptional. And I think there's so much of that grit behind the brand that you can see that's built on this foundation of your sort of relentless drive. And you've been through such a journey and so many years in so many different industries. Um, how did we get to where we are now? Like, yes. what was the transition? So I moved back from New York, I was saying I was there for 11 years, um, and moved back uh, to Australia, to the Northern Rivers area. And um, because I was connected to this area before, I have some beautiful friends here. And one of my friends um, was connected with Gaia at the retreat. So Gaia Retreat and Spa, and it's in the Byron Bay hinterland there. And um, and that's how all that connection happened with um, meeting Olivia, the team at Gaia and jumping into that um role of of creating a beautiful skincare range that it was originally designed to um sort of provide that professional amazing experience in the spa but also to be able to take that home so our guests at the retreat could take that experience home with them and achieve those same spa results at home and that same journey of transformation or reminding yourself to come back to yourself every day so it was like a, a little toolbox uh, in a way to have there because really when you're in in your bathroom or having that moment in your bedroom where are you applying your skincare it's that little moment of zen in a way with yourself that you can just take some time out, you know, connect back in. And that's why we've really created it to to um, evoke that journey uh, to uh, have that relaxation and connection again. So that was the original story of um, how the range came to be. And I worked closely with Olivia for a number of years um, to create the range. And she, you know, very passionate. Um, beautiful woman that just inspired, you know, a huge advocate of the environment, of animals, of wellness, you know, her huge wellness journey over 30 years or so, uh, as she would call it, thriving with cancer and always making those positive choices, both through diet, what you put on your skin, what you use topically, and also through thoughts of, she was very much an advocate of, um, positive thoughts not toxic positivity as you might say it being real absolutely yeah. real but yeah. but mindset of having that positive mindset and outlook on life um was a huge part and so we really and that's something that i'm passionate about as well and i'm a huge animal lover as well and lover of our beautiful nature that we have around us here and around the world so it made sense for us to go down that journey and and create it um together 
I mean, it's such an interesting relationship because it's not every day you actually are working and co-founding a brand with a celebrity because that that is what Olivia is. How does that even feel? Like, how does that look? How do you navigate that whole journey? Because it's not just a normal, you know, you're on your own. This is your business. This is your brand. It's it's quite an exceptional, you know, once in a lifetime opportunity. What What was that like for you, even just in the beginning? Well, I think the, the beautiful thing about Olivia is um, she was so real and genuine yeah. and down to earth, as, as you'll hear many people say about her, and that's totally true. So I guess, and she was very real about what she stood for, dedicated to her values, dedicated to seeing change in the world. So you didn't, when you were around Olivia and, and when I was with her, I didn't feel like all oh, of the celebrity, I didn't feel like, okay, when you first meet her, it's like, oh, wow, it's Olivia, you know, <laughs> definitely, that's it. a little bit starstruck at the very beginning. I think that's natural. But then yeah. once you got to know her, um, once I got to know her, um, you know, that sort of just because her real genuine light and spirit was there, she was just such a beautiful person and very grounded, as I said. So working with her really was a joy and not something you, and she was very involved. So it wasn't yeah. like she was some ethereal figure, you know, that's just a face of, you know, there, but not involved or real about what we stood for. So um, I think it, it, it definitely inspired me to, because she's, you know, worked so much in her life to, create change and go beyond what she could have gone, you know, what she could have created in her life, which was exceptional as it is as an entertainer and performer. But what she grew beyond that um, is amazing with how she helped, um, especially with the Cancer Centre and with the environment and so many wellness, you know, campaigns and so many things that she did. Um, that was an inspiration to me to, to always have that greater vision. Yeah, I can imagine how much wisdom and strength she would have provided just throughout the journey just how inspiring it would have just been to have that experience and learning um you know i i know that when you and i chatted we we talked a lot about the ingredients yes. and how important and non-negotiable certain things were and and this is where i get really excited because i talk a lot about conscious consumerism and transparency and authenticity and branding and i think you know between yourself and Olivia, you managed to do that exceptionally well. And it's it's very much what I want to highlight. So can we talk a little bit about what makes this brand so different and so unique to anything else in the market? Definitely. Well, number one, which I've, because I've worked so much in skincare and I've worked closely um, with women and men and really got to know what's going on with their skin and what they're looking for. Number one, when you're creating a product, I believe it's results. It's about results. It's about performance. It's about what's going to make the changes in the skin, what ingredients are going to be exceptional. That has to be number one because that's what your customers are looking for ultimately and, and why they might come first to a brand usually. So for me, it had, and for myself, you know, I'm into skin. I want it, I want it to work. And I know Olivia was exactly the same. She's in front of the cameras all the time she wanted it to to really work not just be ethical and just finish there but yes. to have something that was exceptional in what it delivered for the skin so we really looked at um you know working with australian ingredients a lot because we're here and the australian natives are so amazing um they're some of you know over thousands of years they've developed really intense and advanced protection mechanisms which means that they store antioxidants vitamins 
uh, phytoactives at really high concentrations. So we've worked to capture that and so that really has that effect of transforming the skin. So number one, we looked at different ways of how could we source incredible ingredients that would make those changes and make something really beautiful, feel on the skin, the luxurious textures, making sure the standard was super high. So that took a long time in development as well because you can just whack a skincare brand out if you want to, but <laughs> not interested yeah, in that. Honestly, <laughs> I can vouch for that. I use the cleanser and the, the moisturizer daily and it is unreal like the feeling when that cleanser hits your face in the shower is just I don't know how to explain it like it's just wow. unbelievable yeah yeah oh thank you that's so, I that love in. hearing that because you know when you create something you're sort of behind you a bit you know little yeah. world there and it's always nice to hear when people are like loving it and and, and benefiting enjoying so much um, uh, yeah so there's something so much deeper to this brand. I mean, results are, are so important. You, you know, I'm sure you're sitting there looking at all the companies that pop up every week because everyone starts yes. a brand from their living room <laughs> at the moment. Um, and there's so much shit out there, like excuse the French, but <laughs> yes, you can make a beautiful bottle packaged nicely yeah. in a bold colour that is Instagrammable, but the stuff that's inside is oh. so crap. Like yeah. I wouldn't dare to put that on my dog. Like I wouldn't put it, <laughs> you know, like... Like there's a there's a like a real direct result with your product but then there's also a, a huge story with the actual ingredients and you know can we can we dive a little bit deeper on what yeah. it is that you're trying to achieve with this brand well we also wanted the products to be clean in that they're you know um, not harmful for the body that was very important it was important to me and also it was important to Olivia with her health journey as well so we went you know we looked through every ingredient um very closely before anything would be allowed in the products and um so that was a definite um important pillar of our brand but also that we wanted it to be as ethical as we possibly could and so vegan cruelty free but the big thing which was what we were talking about a little bit um was that when I looked into the ingredients more and started delving in, I realized that all those base ingredients that are in, in skincare, so things like emulsifiers, surfactants, humectants, there's so many different ingredients that are in all skincare. Um, and they're derived from palm oil derivatives. So they have they contain palm oil derivatives. And most people don't know what that means or what the relevance is. Um, including Olivia. So when I brought this to her, because um, I thought, mm, I'm not feeling very good about that if we're doing everything and then we're just this hidden. Because the thing is with palm oil derivatives, they're hidden within over 200 different ingredient names, which doesn't say palm oil. Unreal. I just can't, I cannot process this. Like when you said this yesterday, it was like a light bulb moment for me. It was like, holy shit, this is another level of, you know, we call greenwashing and sustainability. This is just another version of it. Like, and so many consumers and individual women or men out there purchasing this product just go, oh yeah, like it seems pretty clean, but you know, oh, what's an emulsifier? I don't know. I'll just like skim past it and pretend I didn't read it, you know, but why is no one talking about this? Why is there such a lack of transparency and education that these I are think, derivatives? I think firstly because it doesn't say palm oil on the back of the box, it just gets forgotten a lot of the time. So people might 
there's there's not a drive to see something when you can't even recognize it or there's not a drive to address something when you can't even recognize it's in the yeah. product so there's so many different ingredient names that can be very simple like even glycerin a lot of the time that's derived from palm oil not always our we have some glycerin what in is our that and what's not that even i mean that's what like as a consumer you you don't even know what that is yeah so that's a humectant it's a hydrating ingredient for the skin um but it's yeah it will often be derived from palm oil no one's ever going to see that on the back of the box yeah so many different other ingredients will be exactly the same um and where it can even get a little bit complex is as i was saying it can be the same ingredient name sometimes it's derived from palm oil most often it's derived from palm oil sometimes it's not so um it's a, it's wow. confusing it's confusing to navigate and it's and most people as i said don't know that it's even in the products and then if you told them okay there's palm oil derivatives in the products they will probably go okay what does that mean and that's normal <laughs> like a lot of people just don't know as i say olivia didn't know um when i brought this to her she was like what do you mean what, what do you mean there's palm oil in the products i'm like it's in everything most personal care products have it and she was shocked like she was pretty horrified and and that's when she got behind me to for us to develop the range without palm oil but um it is it is tricky i think because how this how the system works you've got these big uh industry giants that produce the palm oil it's not a lot of choice with your base ingredients to have to to use anything else because it's it's like there's a monopoly out there and the reason is because it's cheap and high yield to grow unfortunately Beck, the thing is it's grown in beautiful rainforest areas because that's where it needs to grow to thrive and, and and have that high yield so the rainforest areas particularly indonesia malaysia is the big areas where there's a, a massive problem huge amount of the of those old growth and biodiverse beautiful rainforests have gone already um to those monocrop plantations they call them green deserts because it's just the diversity has gone incredible wildlife so you've got animals they're really famous um animals orangutans which is so very similar to human dna very similar emotions and how they process things and feel things is very similar to humans so they're they're incredible beings and very impacted by this industry but you've also got um tigers the sumatran tigers clouded leopards you have amazing monkeys um you have pygmy elephants rhinos it just goes on there's a massive massive um list of wildlife impacted and all the beautiful um flora beautiful plant species all that plant intelligence that's just dense like the borneo rainforest is one of the oldest rainforests in the whole world um just incredible plant intelligence in there that's just being lost it's gone and you can think of all the medicine and yeah. just yeah history and just how much we could actually improve the science of health and well-being just from this you know land and it's being literally destroyed it's gone and, and the local communities are um you know very much impacted as well yeah. so it's really seen as an environmental issue animal issue animal rights issue and also very much an right. issue um and it's huge and it's for the environment a uh, big source of um issue to do with climate change so it really impacts the whole planet um and yeah so it's a, it's a massive thing but no one really knows a lot of people aren't even aware what's going on and they aren't aware that all this palm oil is going into their personal care and good as well as food food industry it's it's very much um 
used in food, but very much in personal care and skincare as those base ingredients. So no one knows it's in there. Um, so that's really the issue and why isn't it there? Because it's just the system's set up that way. And as a skincare brand, you come along and you're like, okay, well, I just like to go palm oil free. And it's like, okay, <laughs> well, nothing's set up that way for you to do that. What options are you going to use to do that? Because it's all controlled um, and dominated. The, you know, the supply chain is coming from palm oil. You know, this topic really, um, really touches me and really connects to my sense of values because, you know, I started Soul Cups in the same position where I just wanted to produce a product that had no plastic in it. And it is set up the exact same way. You walk into an industry and you're like, you have two choices. You either make it from plastic or you make it from something else, but it's going to be insanely expensive and we wish you well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you <know>? exactly. <laughs> and, and it's, you're one person and you're one player and you mm -hmm. walk in a certain size. You know, you don't just start as an empire. You don't start as a cash cow of a brand. You start bootstrapped Absolutely. with nothing Absolutely. as an individual with, you know, needs and, and hopes and desires to do something better for the world. And it wasn't until we had war on waste happen in Australia, like the ABC network yes. around these big programs, that no, anyone yeah. gave a shit about mm -hmm. using a single-use cup. No one cared. No one wanted to talk about it. No one wanted to understand it. If you were that person that was preaching or expressing a bit of truth, it was like, you know, you are crazy. Go sit down in the corner and stop talking. And I think that's what is happening in your industry right now where you've got this product that is literally everywhere. Like it touches everything. There's a very like minimal choice and there's no one making enough noise. So, exactly. It's very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, it's expensive too to use yeah. palm oil alternatives because it's really not set up that way. And so they're very, as I said, it's a cheap ingredient. So it's one of the cheapest parts of a formulation okay. um, to use palm palm oil based derived ingredients and so and then if you want to do it a different way then good luck with knowing how to create something that's amazing as well as palm oil free and then um, you're charging your clients like 200 dollars a bottle because you had to source everything from <laughs> it's hard it is hard it was definitely a massive journey um because olivia got behind me and was like yes let's do it i but I didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. Like, I literally, it was just me being, like, determined and ambitious about this idea of not having palm oil in there, but didn't realise what we were going to come up up against. And and so I just spent so... It was a really long journey to yeah. be searching. I worked with orangutan groups um, and different, you know, wildlife groups and organisations, working with different experts, asking people. It was a huge journey of really investigating and just delving in and just hitting walls and just keep going. How do we do this? There must be a way, find a way. Just you hit no and you get this point where you think, maybe this is crazy, maybe this whole idea just can't be done, but you just keep going. And we eventually did get there. So, um, but it, it was a huge journey to really sort of go against the grain of what's done. Um, and then we finally became certified by the Orangutan Alliance. So they they are pretty incredible in organisation. They're very particular about their certification process and they go through every single ingredient and they trace it back to source because that's the whole issue with palm oil. Often it's, there's not a lot of transparency with the sourcing of where it comes from. So that's why there's even an issue with sustainable palm oil um, because often you can have just as little as 5% 
sustainable palm oil in there and it can be called certified sustainable yeah, so exactly. that's why we didn't go down that path um there's a lot of issues there um so we became uh, certified palm oil free so i think we're the first luxury professional grade spa quality skincare range in the whole world to ever be certified palm oil free it's that rare I mean, that statement in itself is incredible. And and obviously I don't need to say well done. It it speaks for itself, you know. It's and I think it, it just it's so beautiful for me because it's that full circle moment of unfortunately, you know, you went through such a hard time in your younger years, but it was that relentless curiosity that drove you to find results. And I think again, that's where I reflect back, you know, us as individuals, nothing works unless we do. And it requires that deep sort of knowing that deep drive to go, I don't care what you're saying. I'm going to find a solution. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. I totally relate. Everyone shut up. What's happening? Yes, it's <laughs> happening. <laughs> and, and that's what's so beautiful about this story is it actually does come back to you. It's yes, you can work with Olivia and you can have that backing and you can have that support, but actually you can only go so far with these things it has to come down to the person and that belief and that drive and that curiosity and that exploration and that's what makes a brand successful that's what keeps you going after a decade that's what you know helps you wake up every morning even though there's like three fires burning in the mm -hmm. background and you know everything's melting and i think it's such a testament to you and your character and you know everything that you believe in because I'm also really happy that you touched on the certification element. And again, it comes back to that transparency and empowered conscious consumerism that people just, if you, we just have a little bit of extra education and transparency in, in us as brands, I think people will begin to use that as a superpower to make better choices. And unfortunately, just because you have a certification in this day and age usually doesn't mean shit. Like, especially again, like I relate it back to sustainability. Mm -hmm. There are so many corporations and certifications that you can literally pass just by paying for it. Exactly. Yeah. And then what the hell's the point? You just, you're still part of the problem. There is no true values or alignment of like sole purpose in anything you're doing. So what is it for in the end you know exactly i think yeah there's the certification then there's certification there's different levels of yeah. what that can mean and um i think with the the, the orangutan alliance they were they're very you know particular about everything and they really delve into every piece of documentation and track tracking it back to source i think that's just the difficult thing i mean and, and you know it's not a perfect world i think that's what i always like to stress that we've done something here you can't you can't live perfectly you know with in any way really in this world it's just too complex same with palm oil it's around us everywhere you can't escape it at this point because it is so there within everything but what we wanted to do was just show that there is a way that it can be done if we were going to bring your product into the world um we wanted it to have to show that it can be done and show that it can be done without palm oil or affecting that issue and meet our values and ethics and standards doesn't mean that it is perfect but I, we want it to be an inspiration in a way so that for, for the world that we're in yeah it's exactly. not putting everyone else down or saying how terrible everyone else is but it's just showing that 
look, this can be done. And the more people that become aware, then it drives demand. The more there's demand, then there's more movement that will happen. The suppliers will have to start listening and go, all right, there is a demand for us here. So we need to produce other solutions and other options. And that's where just that bit by bit, that little change one step at a time is where I think that's the most meaningful change. So for us, yes, we've got a palm oil free brand. It is beautiful. It's exceptional. We, you know, absolutely love it. But I'm aware that it doesn't solve everything in one go, but it's just showing, it's shining a light on the issue and that hopefully it can drive change elsewhere in the world. I think that's such an important element of, you know, the message we're trying to put here is you don't need to be perfect. No one's expecting you to, but what's so powerful is that awareness. It's taking that, you know, three second moment before you purchase something or you take something off the shelf at the supermarket, or if you're out, you know, online shopping and you want a new skincare range, just before you click buy, take back the power as a human, you know, cut the cord of the you know, dopamine hit of clicking purchase, create that moment of awareness and go, A, do I need this? Does it meet my values and my, you know, my beliefs? What do I believe in this world? Yes. And and having that strength in knowing that every dollar you spend is a vote and it it's a justification for that brand to continue doing what they're doing. Every time you spend money on a product, you tell that company good job, keep going, keep mm -hmm. producing what you're producing. And that comes down to that demand that you were talking about. If there's enough demand for something, if there's dollars going towards something, this, that's how the supply chain reacts. They go, okay, they want us, let's make more. <laughs> you exactly. Know? This is so true. And I think for me, that's why it was so important to create the brand and create products that were exceptional. And as I said at the very beginning, were results driven and really did provide that difference and address concerns in the skin. That had to be number one, because I know then when people go to make that choice, that moment of choice, then they don't have to compromise on, on the results that they're looking for in that purchase. So they can have both, they can have the results and they can also have the ethical foundation to it as well. Yeah. You're playing, you know, thought leader here. And I think that's what's so inspiring because like I said, there's like, a new brand popping up every two minutes. So let's let's talk practicality for a minute then. Mm -hmm. You know, let's say there's a, a, a product out there that already exists that's doing well that wants to do better. What are those practical thoughts or steps that you would recommend for them to start think different thinking differently about the ingredients? And then if they are a startup and they're just, you know, beginning and they want to also make a change and, and do the right thing, where does one actually begin in this process? Well, I think when for the journey with me, it was really just defining what your vision is and what you want to achieve and then looking at the product you're creating and delving into it a little bit more, asking more questions because you'll just be like, okay, I want this to create this product and you'll be given a lot of this is the way to do it. You know, when you start looking at your avenues of creating that product, it's like, okay, well, this is how you do it. This is step one, step two, step three. This is where you go. This is who you talk to. And I think at that point of then analyzing what's in front of you and going, can this, is this the best way of doing it? Or can I look a little bit deeper? Can I ask questions about um, the manufacturing process, the ingredients? or the materials, whatever the product might be, and 
doing your research, I think for me was always, I'm, I'm a natural researcher, just like, I just love to always delve in and ask more questions and not just stop at a certain point point. go, yeah, that should be fine. You know, just keep delving in and asking. And then when you've had a look at that, um, then you can start to talk to, you know, look at experts in the field that may have information about that particular area and start talking to people. I think that for me was really important is just um, connecting with people that had the knowledge that could then perhaps connect me with someone else or connect me then again with someone else. So a lot of my journey was really creating that network around me of people that could provide that support and that were excited to see, oh, wow, this person's wanting to make some change. And so it's amazing what support did come through um, because people just have, if you look like wanting to be a change maker and do something differently and it's positive, it's amazing just the support that comes out um, that, that encourages you forward or someone will connect you with someone. So I think for me, that was a definite place to start and 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 having that mindset of can this be done differently and how is it not amazing yet what can we do that's even better I think that's it's such a beautiful thing you touched on like two main elements I'll sort of highlight which is firstly when you are aligned with your vision and your values sharing that as much as possible is what gets you to the point you need to go like, yeah firstly when you lead from that space, that why, that purpose, that, you know, heartfelt mission, that authentic drive, that's the human connection. That's that light bulb moment where somebody else hears that and goes, wow, I'm so touched. I want to be part of something bigger than me as well. That's how you build a legacy. And the more you talk about it, the more people are inclined to help. And I think there's always an underestimation of how much people actually want to give and be part of something that's bigger than them. That is the reason for existing. That's why we're here is to find that bigger purpose than us. And I think you've done that beautifully. And then the other element to highlight is, again, coming back to that curiosity, it's don't be scared to fall down the rabbit hole. You know, think like a scientist, prove yourself yeah. wrong consistently, look for, you know, the both sides of the argument consistently and equally and then having that diversified circle of support where you know someone can come in from the outside and go you know that's really great Trudy but you forgot to look left did yes. you notice that <laughs> yeah and I think that yeah absolutely Beck and I think that's that you kind of go into this dark unknown territory sometimes when you take this path it's not the safe sort of well-trodden path and you can just be like what am I doing here this is like okay am I just totally messing up by going down a path that's unknown and I don't know where to go next and sounds like every morning yeah <laughs> exactly and it's just you know having that faith that and determination that you'll just get through it you know yeah. I think that's always been really important for me because there's plenty of days where I'm like oh goodness you know going out of comfort zone here um, I think that also comes back to that sort of health element. Like, you know, I was actually talking about this with my partner yesterday. It's like for someone like me who probably, let's say, six, five, six out of seven days feels like shit because of my health conditions. Yeah. The two days that I feel phenomenal, I do more than any other normal person will do because I'm so deeply grateful for feeling good. Like you have the other side. And I think it's the same thing with Absolutely. building this brand as like, you know, when you get hit the nail on the head or when you're like you know find the good thing you go so hard at it or when you're struggling or when you're in a point of struggling you're like I know this is shit I know this is difficult but there's sunlight at the end of this and you know you have like that innate knowing that everything's going to be okay yeah. yeah 
you're trusting that you you've got that inner I guess you've got an inner guidance that's there that determines in you and you just sometimes you just have to trust that it's going to take you where you need to go plus the action so to support that exactly exactly it's like knowing and action together is endless just you know success that's where success comes from I think absolutely it's it's really exciting to to touch on all these points with you and and to see the the drive behind this and again like I just I can't get excited enough about the reality of what you're doing here because you become that thought leader in this industry and I think it needs to be screamed from the rooftops you know like this is a reality this is just another industry like the plastic pollution of the world that's causing so much harm to the planet and no one's talking about it and I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know sometimes it's a bit scary to talk about it because you think, oh, it's upsetting people. But I think I just do believe that with enough um, awareness around it, things can start to change because a lot of the time it is like it is because there's not support for brands to do it in a different way. And so the more awareness there is around this issue, then you know those big suppliers and industry giants will be in that position to have to innovate and look for other ways or have standards that really need to be followed um, because there'll be awareness and and someone's looking at them what they're doing so I think and that can only be a positive thing and I think like to add to sort of the controversy is if you really look at it from a financial perspective and an economic perspective right you have these monopolies these big players and let's pretend that um you know there are humans behind these brands and they're not all bad people, but no. they are doing their job, right? Yes. And the end result of this monopoly, the reason this company even holds a monopoly in the space is because they were the one that innovated in the beginning. They were the one that took advantage of an amazing opportunity. They didn't know they were doing the wrong thing. It's not like collectively they all sat around and went like, yeah, let's <laughs> fuck up the climate. It's like, you know, this is, this is the industry that we're in. This is an yeah. opportunity you know they took they Absolutely. took it by the balls and they grew into this empire so if we as consumers show them that hey you can still be profitable you can still be number one can you just do it a little differently then we don't fuck up the planet <laughs> you know we, <laughs> we can preserve the yeah. state of our environment and you can still make the money that you want but can you just do it slightly differently and that's where i want to bring in that conscious consumer ism into this conversation of going guys like vote with your dollar you matter you as an individual actually make the biggest difference because you're the one that comes home and tells you know your best friend your family your sister your brother your cousin your auntie about the product you bought that's you know completely palm oil free and that sets a domino effect for them to purchase and they vote with their dollar and it's it just goes on and on and i don't think people have a real um, awareness of how powerful we are as individuals and that's why I want to highlight this conversation so well because you've as a brand have become a thought leader you set a standard you're going to show everybody else it can be done but consumers need to vote for that absolutely and I think yeah as I was saying it's much easier when there's something that's good to vote for so um, yeah. because a lot of our customers don't even know that we're palm oil free I would you know they come to the brand 
um, because they just love the products and they return because they love using the products. And then they might, you know, through our community, we really like to provide quite a wellness community within our brand and support in that way and bring in inspiration. And But then we'll sprinkle in, you know, different um, information about palm oil or interview. We work with them. Um, the Rangtown Foundation, they have this amazing um, area over in Indonesia where they've got like this orphanage for orangutans and all the baby orangutans. They need, they need, a, they need a care for about, you know, eight years or so to look after them and bring them up. Um, so they have these dedicated local women over there just looking after them every day. It's so beautiful. And just buying back the forests over there and doing so much regeneration. And I think this might bring an inspirational interview about that. Or like, oh, look, you know, you're having this amazing product. But also, did you know that, you know, there's palm, we're palm oil free and this is why. And so I think, you know, sometimes people might discover it that way and then they, once people have that awareness, then they might start looking for other options, you know, in other areas. What is palm oil in my food? And, you know, how can I make a choice there as well? I love it. I think it's it's just the most beautiful story. And, you know, I'm so grateful that I got to share just a small piece of it. And I'm, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for this exact reason. And I'm just excited that I hope one person listening to this changes their skincare routine and starts to think a little bit differently about you know what they're putting in their body oh thank you beck yeah it's um definitely been a labor of love and and working towards that higher vision and you know in so many different ways our the sustainability side is one of it but also supporting you know um people on their their wellness journey and what that means and and connecting more deeply to yourselves and others in this world there's so much that we are really excited about to really grow and nurture within the brand um so yeah it's definitely an evolving an evolving thing and it's it's just um hard a lot of the days but totally worth it <laughs> Ugh, i love to hear that i'm i'm so grateful for your time trudy thank you so much for joining me and yeah i can't wait to see what you do next Oh, thank you, Beck, and thanks to all the amazing work and these beautiful products you have brought into the world, and it's really wonderful to connect and share with you. Likewise. Thank you. Thanks.